Hey everybody and welcome inside the Glory Road Podcast. Billy Beebe here with a special edition of the pod as Jarrett Golgowski joins me today to discuss the upcoming NFL Draft. Jarrett, thanks for coming on, buddy, and uh, looks like this draft should still happen. Um, Jarrett, a lot of things to answer. We're going to stick mainly to talking about prospects, not necessarily jumping into teams and their spots. That might factor in just a little bit, but let's start with... The position, Jarrett, that I think a lot of people do have questions about. Uh, disclaimer, I'm a Browns fan. Jarrett's a Steelers fan, so um, that might play into it a little bit. But, Jarrett, obviously with the Browns picking at 10, I have some interest in the left tackle, right tackle. Even uh, the position in general, I think, just offers so many questions. Crazy to think the Cardinals are going to have a top pick with them getting DeAndre Hopkins. But it looks like they're going to go O-line. The Browns will probably go O-line. And then just after them, it looks like it could be O-line too um, with the Jets. Maybe the Niners want to go O-line again. Some They have the 13th pick through trades. And even the Buccaneers might want to get some new O-line for Tom Brady. Um, left tackle-wise, Jarrett, there's five main options for this first round. What do you think separates these guys? Who do you like most? Why? Um you know, let's break it down. What do you think about uh, the O-line position here? Yeah, so the main five I believe everyone's talking about is Andrew Thomas, Mikey Beckman, Chedrick Willis Jr., Tristan Worse, and I've got Josh Jones here. But, yeah, so tackles, this, this class is huge. I would say it's even hard to pick on who I believe is the best at the point. I, I like Andrew Thomas. I think Mecky Beckham um, kind of shouts out at me because his height, his uh, his weight, he's 6'7", he's 369 pounds, but he ran a good 40, I believe. I think it wasn't even that bad. Um, he kind of stands out to me as a tackle, but I also like Tristan Warps from Iowa as he just kind of looks like a more athletic, athletic tackle rather than bigger in size. He just he can move with the guys. Okay, so Jarrett, two questions for you. Um... We'll start with Tristan Worfs, who a lot of people have as their top tackle because of his upside. But for you, does it make a difference with a tackle if they might have to change sides? Because Worfs is the only one that is actually a right tackle. But say the Browns draft him, the Browns aren't really interested in him at right tackle. They'd want him at left. Do do you think that gives him uh, an edge, or does that kind of set him back? I think... I think we give him a little bit of a setback in a way because the Browns might look at that as they have to train him as a left tackle. But at the same time, I don't know if he'd have to transition much. But again, I think his talent kind of like shows. So I don't know if it's going to be a major setback, but it might be just a little minor one. Why is Jedrick Willis not as mentioned as the other guys? Jedrick Wills. It's Wills. Yeah, Wills. Um, I don't know if I wouldn't say he's mentioned more than other guys. Um, I definitely think he's kind of below Mechie and Andrew Thomas as like people talk about him, but people have their eye on him. I just believe, I don't know if it's because the team he's on, he's on Alabama, they always have a superior offensive line. Maybe the other teammates on his line, they believe we're doing the work for him. But he's played well. He kind of reminds me um, of a younger, like, Lael Collins from the Cowboys. Like, I believe he kind of has like that athleticism, like that strive to be great. Um, so 
I don't know. I, I do believe he's a great right tackle that honestly could go, in, I believe, in the top ten. Do you think any of these left tackles could fall pretty hard? Um, I can see, I don't know, tackle's such a big position in the NFL. I don't think that teams don't like to take chances on letting people fall, so there's at least tackles, because I know how many teams, like, as you talked about with the Browns, you guys have suffered on trying to get tackles. I know you guys just got Conklin, um, which is a good pickup, but I just, tackles on a position to mess with, so... I honestly believe that um, they won't really slip that much. Yeah, so this is the official NFL mock draft from, I believe, looks like NFL.com. Actually has Jedrick Wills going at first to the Giants. He's the first tackle off the board. Then Wirfs to the Cardinals. And then Andrew Thomas to the Browns. So three tackles in the top ten. Jarrett, that's pretty crazy, but not surprising if people have done their research. Yeah, I definitely, they've definitely done their research. I definitely could see them. Um, Cedric Wills is obviously just a great player. Um, he has great size to be in 6'5 through 20. He gets the job done. So I definitely could see people's upside in him. So everybody's talking about with the coronavirus, Jarrett, they might not be able to scout as well. People won't be able to uh, see guys in person, do physicals, have as much tape as they'd like besides. They have tape and then they have the combine. If you just had to pick one guy with just their college tape, it seems like everybody says Andrew Thomas is the most NFL ready. Do you believe that? I want to say I agree, and I do. I Actually, yeah, I do agree with that. The only person I put him with is Mackie Beckton, but overall, I do think Andrew Thomas is the most NFL ready. Uh, he just he just performed, and he barely um, he just always was working. He never like stopped. Like he he's and he has the NFL size of a tackle. Like so, people definitely have to watch out tackle wise because it also appears Austin Jackson out of USC could also be a first round pick. Jarrett, is that pretty crazy to you that there would be six tackles taken in the first round? Yeah, I do think that's crazy. And it kind of just shows to my point earlier of how much this position is needed in the NFL that people are willing to pick guys in the first round just because they can't, they know they're going to be gone in the second. Um, so these teams are picking people, not, I wouldn't say like higher than they should be, but, um, All right, so wrapping up things with the tackles, Jarrett, we'll shift positions actually to what I think is the least talked about position right now in the running back position, and for good reason. This mock draft, and I think a lot of mock drafts, Jarrett, don't have any first-round running backs. Um, Just to run through some top names, Jonathan Taylor out of Wisconsin, who at one point was breaking into the Heisman conversation. DeAndre Swift, J.K. Dobbins, who I think a lot of Ohio people obviously uh, familiar with Cam Akers out of Florida State, Clyde Edwards Hilaire out of LSU, and then Zach Moss out of Utah are the most notable names. Uh-huh. Jarrett, why are none of these guys considered in the first round? I just think teams have their running backs, and not that they couldn't need more. It's just, it seems like there's just a lot of outstanding running backs, and it's not even that at the same time. I definitely think that just other positions are needed more. Like how you said with Austin Jackson. He might be considered 
second, third rounder in any other draft. But this draft, he might go in the first round. I've even seen mock drafts where the Browns take Austin Jackson. But I just don't know if people need running backs or they're not catching their eye. But I totally see the same point that you are. They're not getting talked about. Yeah, if we take a look at the top 10, Jarrett, maybe the teams that would need a running back, the Dolphins, the Chargers need a running back, the Cardinals need a running back, but the top 10, it's too early for them to be taking these guys. Yeah, and I I will be honestly not surprised if a running back doesn't go in the first round because I looked at multiple mock drafts, reports, that they even think Jonathan Taylor might go in the second round and not even in the first. So a guy like J.K. Dobbins is a well-known name. He is up there in the Ohio State rushing records. Are we going to see him drop to the second? Well, we talked about the second, but could we see him drop to maybe the third round? Yeah. Honestly, in my starting report, I haven't projected around between two and four. Just because I don't know where people are seeing this guy. I obviously, as an Ohio State fan, love to watch him. He had 21 touchdowns in the season, and you could just see his um, yards after contact. He's been receiving back if you need him. But I don't know. I just don't think people, like, I'm not not saying they don't like him, but, like, maybe they see something we don't. But, I mean, it would have been good. I think his draft stock would have rose or fallen, I mean, in the same sense. If he participated more in the combine, the only thing he did at the combine was a bench press, which he put up 23, which is a good number. But he didn't really do anything else. So, so running back will be a position – Looks like we'll have to wait for um, day two to check that one out. Uh, Jarrett, let's skip to another position that is highly talked about um, and could be highly taken in this first round. That's wide receiver. We have a lot of big names, big numbers, big programs. Everything with these receivers is a big deal. My question is, as a guy that you know has the mock drafts and I've taken a look at some combine numbers and whatnot, but... You know, for I think the common fan, Jared, it's really tough to separate some of these guys and how good they really are. So let's take a look at uh, the guys on the board. What is the difference between the top five guys here? Jerry Judy out of Alabama, C.D. Lamb out of Oklahoma, Henry Ruggs the third out of Alabama, T. Higgins out of Clemson, and those are probably the big four I'd say. And then I know you love Lavisca Chenault junior out of Colorado but when the first round comes and then Justin Jefferson is another well-known name out of LSU Jared how are we going to separate how good these guys are um how much teams should want these guys who's above somebody else uh talk to me about this receiving core um I've constantly told myself that Jerry Judy and C.D. Lamb are like a pro like when I think you're when you're in the war room like deciding which wide receiver you're going to take and Terry Judy and C.D. Lamb are still on the board, I feel like you could flip the coin. These guys are both just outstanding wide receivers. I think you're just going to get greatness in either one of them. Um, I personally think I like C.D. Lamb a little bit more. Um, uh, I just, I don't know what it is. I think he just performed better at the combine. Um, I like his speed, even though Jerry Judy performed better at 40. I just, I don't know if he's an inch taller than Jerry, but going on that, I've seen Mark Jackson or Henry Ruggs III is taking before both of them, and maybe that's just teams trying to get their own kind of Tyree kill. I don't know. He's a, he's a speed demon, and like how you said, T. Higgins, Elizabeth Chanel, Justin Jefferson, I think those guys are just right below them. 
So this mock right now, Jared, like you said, it's a coin flip. Jets take Jerry Judy um, at 11, and then the Raiders take C.D. Lamb at 12, not far behind at 15 to the Broncos. Henry Ruggs the third. If you're the Jets, you said you would take C.D. Lamb? Yes, because for one, they just lost Robbie Anderson, and two, I don't know all the big weapons they even have there in, in New York. Um, so a guy like Ruggs... My main concern is he's never been a star, the guy. He's been a starter. He hasn't been the guy since high school. Alabama, he really, um, despite, you know, obviously he was impressive enough to get in this first round, but he was not near Judy's level. Uh, can a team expect him to be a number one receiver or just a really good first rounder? Again, I kind of go back to my point uh, with the whole Tyree Kill thing. I think teams are kind of looking for him uh, to be the slot corner, the second or third guy. Because, again, like how you said, Terry Judy is the kind of guy that one-on-one you're going to throw the ball, and you believe that he's catching it. But I think Ruggs is more of a guy that you put him on a shifty play or you make him go deep and just try to beat the corners and the safeties. But, yeah, that's why I think I kind of like that pick by the Broncos with Henry Ruggs. They already have Portland Sutton, so he's already their kind of number one guy. And he just goes and, and Henry Ruggs just becomes another weapon there. So I don't know if people look for him to be their number one target, but I can obviously see them what their idea of him is. All right, so it looks like wide receiver-wise, it looks like there could be five or six wide receivers taken in the first round. So, again, it just seems like uh, nobody is nervous to take a receiver or try and capitalize on what is a deep class. Um, Jalen Rager would be – another guy to watch out for. It looks like he could be a late first-rounder. So, Jarrett, a ton mm-hmm. of wide receivers taken in the first round. This is a B-class wide receiver, and not just in the first round. There's a lot of second, third, and fourth-round talent in receivers this year. Uh, as you, um, I've seen K.J. Hill going in the fourth round, and, I, and I've seen a lot of people, um, his draft stock has gone up. I've seen a lot of people talk good about him. Um, again, Ohio State's always not the most passing team, and we've seen that with Michael Thomas as he just goes to the NFL and shreds it. And I'm not saying KJ Hill didn't be the exact same, but who knows? Everyone compliments his route running. So. All right, let's switch it up again, Jared. Moving positions, taking a look at the mock. We move to quarterbacks, which is always the big name in the draft. Um, obviously, I don't think we need to debate that Joe Burrow's going to go number one. Uh, the, th- the idea that he's good enough and will be what they think he's going to be is a whole different debate for a different day. Um, let's take a look, Jared, at the top ten. Everybody seems to have pegged um, Burrow, Tua, and then Justin Herbert. Is there a chance yeah. Justin Herbert's not worth a top ten pick? It's tough. It's very tough. I I see him falling out of the top ten due to, um, I think at the same time, I it's hard to see it, but um, it all depends where Tua goes, because if Tua goes number two it, to the Redskins, where some people think that Ron Rivera wants him to compete with Boy Haskins, that's a, that's a possibility, then I believe he goes top ten. But if Tua kind of slides a little bit, then I definitely could see Herbert sliding a little bit as well because I think teams would want to over Herbert. 
Uh, Jarrett, there's not many teams that might trade into the top 10. If I had to guess, like you said, the Redskins might. Um, the Raiders might. It looks like the Raiders have Carr and Mariota. I don't know really know how they feel about that situation. Um, this this is where I think the usual draft process could help a team fall in love with one of these guys. Um, but if you had to put money on it, do you just think it's going to go how it says, two out of the Dolphins and then Herbert to the Chargers? Do you just think that's how it's going to go down? Or is there a chance for a trade there? I think that's how it should go. Um, I think, I don't know why, I just think Herbert, can, I can already see him in the Chargers uniform, that he fits there. He's a young quarterback. Uh, they lost uh, Philip Rivers. They're going to have Tyrell Taylor. Um, but at the same time, I see teams, I've seen uh, classes where the Dolphins trade up and then they get Herbert. Um, so, it's it's crazy. I, I don't know what to say uh, because the whole quarterback thing, it, as I said before, I believe it's just where Tua goes. Because we, I think, you know, I agree with exactly what you said. I think Burroughs and Rock at number one. I think it just all depends on where Tua goes. If he goes to the Dolphins, I think uh, the Chargers could take And then, Jared, another name that everybody's talking about and big debate as to whether he's worth a first-rounder, if he's worth a second-rounder, Jordan Love out of Utah State is a guy that mm-hmm. um, I think it was Nate Burleson tweeted about him first, and then everybody kind of jumped on after that. It seemed like, obviously, that was, you know, you get close to the draft, but um, who is Jordan Love to you? What's he worth? Um, is there, you know real hype to what he's done or are we confused about why this guy's being talked about so I think it's up in the air it's so such a hard thing to talk about with Jordan Love due to the fact that uh, this season he threw for 20 interceptions uh, no 20 touchdowns my bad and then 17 interceptions um, but, uh, a lot of people using, are using the excuse that his personnel, his, his um, locker room changes, his coaching staff was depleted as they were fired and let go. I've seen a lot of people talk about that. Because then, stats from 2018, he threw for 32 touchdowns and only six interceptions. I don't know if I can blame the interceptions on the coaching, for instance. Right. So, I don't know how to think about this guy. This guy had two lopsided seasons, one very good and one. Yeah, so I think Jordan Love is a guy to really look out for. Um, I just don't think he's going to be a first-rounder, Jared. It looks like if he gets picked in the top um, rounds, it'll be maybe two. But I think most likely people will kind of get a better idea, especially with um, less time to meet and really break him down as a staff. I think teams are going to be nervous to take him. I think he'll go third round. Yeah, I can see that. And at the same time, I can see people get eager. Like, let's say the Chargers don't get Herbert. I could see the Chargers going to Jordan Love maybe late in the first, early in the second, for Jordan Love because they won't. The next guy up is Jalen uh, Hurts or Jacob Eason or Jake Fromm. So they might try to go for Jordan Love in the. 
Yeah, Eason I definitely think is a second rounder, so if Love can be on top of that, um, he should be near the top of the second round, late first. Uh, Jalen Hurts is a guy talked about in the idea that he's going to go for that quarterback. He's not going to try anything else. And um, just to be straight up, I mean, he's not Lamar Jackson, so I don't like that narrative that, you know, he's a, a guy trying to prove he is a quarterback. I think that's just, you know, don't roll with that. If people are talking about that, I just wouldn't roll with it. Um, let's say you're in the second round, third round. On your board, you have them dead even, Jalen Hurts and Jake Fromm, from a four-year starter at Georgia. Uh, Hurts probably would have been a four-year starter at any other school. He had that weird situation where Tua took his job, but really two experienced quarterbacks. Who are you taking? Um, it's definitely a hard um, decision to make, but in, in my opinion, I think I do take Hurts there. And that's not saying I... The only reason behind that is because Georgia's... Um, predominantly a running school as they run the ball a lot of you've seen Todd Gurley come out of there you've seen DeAndre Swift you've seen a lot of running backs come out of there and they run the ball most of the time and then I also remember even seeing a statistic uh, during the season that um, he was like 1-5 in five or 0-5 in five or something when he threw the ball over 30 times so I just don't know if he can win with the ball like if he can win with throwing the ball and Jalen Hurts has um, opened a lot of eyes as people say that he's um, improved his throwing ability as his arm strength might not be there but his accuracy is getting a lot better and he went to a school like Oklahoma that passes more often so I like Jalen Hurts I like to compare him to Dak Prescott in a way like um, a not a Walmart Dak Prescott like that could drive him to be something great because he just kind of plays like yeah he definitely seems like a big chip on his shoulder guy too you know that he plays better because mm-hmm. everybody says he stinks yeah alright Jared let's switch positions once again so to recap you have no problem with Joe Burrow um, Tua may be the deciding factor as to if Herbert is taken later or sooner if two is taken by the Dolphins, maybe the Raiders. There's been rumors of the Redskins moving up, so keep an eye on the quarterback situation based around Tua, Jarrett says. Now, let's move to the awkward position of tight end. Jay Bones, my man, usually you will see a tight end go in the first round, right? Somebody's going to get their name out there and be good enough. Um, Hawkinson, right, last year, TJ Hawkinson? Mm-hmm. He goes first round. I know the Browns took Nujoku first round. No first round tight ends, it looks like, this year. What is the deal with our guys as uh, the tight end position? I just, I don't see any tight ends going in the first round. And it's even possible that it might be late second or early third. I do believe they go in the second round. Um, I definitely don't think they slipped through two rounds of not being picked at all. I just don't know. I, I totally agree with you. I don't. And I think I just don't think all these um, tight ends are dropping draw, um, draw dropping to the uh, to the NFL scouts. The one I see the most is Connor Bryant, as uh, from Washington. He that's the 
guy that I think is probably going to be the first tight end taken off the board. But again, people are just thinking second or third round for him. Yeah, so um, my theory, Jarrett, and I'm looking it up right now. I should have had this up to talk about this, but um, a lot of guys taken in the first round at the tight end position haven't necessarily panned out to a first-round ability. Okay, so I feel like teams think to themselves, number one, it's just facts. Tight ends are a dime a dozen unless you really get a star tight end. Um, yeah. I mean, look look at a guy like Austin Hooper. I mean, Austin Hooper is the highest paid tight end in the league. I mean, that'll change soon once Kittle needs a contract. But, I mean, Hooper really was not a huge name and then suddenly starts getting big numbers over time. Um, some guys taken in the first round. Uh, you know, the Browns take Njoku. We talked about Hawkinson, who remains to be seen. Greg Olson was a first-round tight end. Mercedes Lewis, Ben Watson, Jeremy Stevens, Vernon Davis was probably the best first-round tight end I think ever taken. Uh, Jeremy Shockey was a first-rounder. Jermaine Grissom. You know, I mean, when you think about these guys, you just don't think elite. So I think it seems like teams could kind of say this year, hey, I don't think I had as my top tight end Cole Komet from Notre Dame. And then, like you said, Hunter Bryant's pretty good. Um, so I don't think tight end's worth it in the first round this year, especially with how deep the draft is. If you can get, it looks like Makai Becton could make it out of the top ten. Why not take him? Um, yeah, I, I totally understand what you're saying. As that, uh, I haven't thought of about like a tight end in the first round, and obviously I don't know if that really entices any NFL team. Uh, in my honest opinion, I think the number one tight end in this class. Is maybe Adam Trotman from Dayton. He's a big dude. He's 6'5, 255, grid size for an NFL tight end. Uh, and he had 14 touchdowns in the season. And he might not go to, I put him between the second and fourth round. But again, like that doesn't mean he's second or fourth round talent. It's just, I don't think teams are just jumping out at tight ends. Jared, uh, pertaining to LSU, they were a pass heavy offense. Obviously, the national champions. Jordan Jefferson made a big name for himself during the season and during bowl games. Uh, why is Thaddeus Moss not a star tight end? It seems like he really should have had a huge year in that offense. And given he did grow from last year, but um, it seems like his name is really carrying more weight being Randy Moss's son. Uh, you know, I have him as the second, third, or sometimes fourth best tight end, how you want to look at it. Um, is he worth a uh, uh, first or second round pick? Uh, in my eyes, I just don't think so. Uh, I I believe he's a third to fifth round pick. Uh, just kind of, I know that's three rounds, but um, I just don't know really where he sits. As you kind of mentioned, uh, I think it's more about being Randy Moss's son. Uh, it's kind of, I think. Uh, the thing we had with Shaquille Griffin with, um, either last year or the year before um, with his combine everyone thought like oh my he just had this great combine and then he didn't go until late in the draft to the Seahawks uh, I think it's just the hype of him being a Moss but overall the guy only had four touchdowns on the season he didn't participate at the combine I know I, I believe he was injured but he barely got over 500 yards. So at one point, I don't know if there's enough 
evidence to say that he's going to be an NFL-ready tight end. He's also only 6'2", so he's not the biggest guy that's going to be out there. So, I don't know. All right, so taking a look again, recapping the tight end situation, it doesn't look like, and definitely from Jared's opinion, nobody's going to go first round. There's a couple names to watch for as the number ones, uh, names from Dayton, LSU, Notre Dame. Notre Dame always produces great tight ends, so no surprise there, but um, keep an eye out on the tight end situation really past the first round. So, uh, Jared, let's jump into the D-line prospects. I think the most recognized name is Derek Brown. Um, mm-hmm. Unless there's some type of trade, which there could be, it seems like he's a lock if they stay there to go to the Jaguars at nine. Maybe, um, you know, in that top 15, you know, he'll definitely go. But um, for Brown, Jarrett, he was a guy that I pegged as if he drops to the Browns, no matter what their offensive line needs are, this is a special guy. And if he dropped that far, you might need to take him. Uh, I totally agree with you on that. Derek Brown's one of the kind, sitting at six five, three twenty six. I could see the Panthers going for him too, maybe. Yeah, I I honestly believe he's a top five talent. And saying that, it, you also have to think of what teams' needs are. So he he probably won't go top five. But I totally agree. This guy is insane. If he dropped the ten and the Browns took him, I wouldn't. I wouldn't bat an eye. I totally understand what they were doing. So let's look at Javon Kinlaw, though. That's the other name at defensive line that a lot of people are talking about. Both guys are defensive tackles. Is there a big drop-off between Derek Brown and Javon Kinlaw? Or it's Clavon. I'm sorry, I'm getting mixed up. It's Derek Brown and Javon Kinlaw, and then Clavon Chasen's a whole other player. But staying on D-line, Derek Brown and... Is there a big difference between these two guys? Do you think Brown is way better than Kinlaw? I don't want to keep going back to this, but I think this is kind of like the C. Landry Judy. These guys are beasts at their positions. And I obviously think you should look at Derek Brown first if you're looking for a D tackle, because I think he just NFL ready has the size. But if you look at Javon Kinlaw, he also has the size. He's 6'6", 302, a little slimmer and taller. And the only thing is, he just didn't play as much as last year as Derek Brown. But he still had 13 run stops and 7 sacks and on 325 snaps. So he can get the job done, and he gets through that line. So these guys are both, like, very good. I've seen mock drafts where Javon Kinlaw does before Derek. Jared, is there any other names that should be up there on the defensive line with those guys, or is it mainly those two guys to look out for? Um, as defensive tackles go, even line- I believe, oh, just line in general? Yeah, because I know linebacker is a whole different story. We'll jump into that, but um, yeah, maybe I've heard AJ Epinesa. Epinesa? Mm-hmm. Yeah. AJ, um, again, I, I, I have the same problem. His name's a little bit weird. Um, so I believe he is up there. Curtis Weaver from Boise State. I, I'd also put him up there. And I'd also put Marlon Davidson also from Auburn. He's just kind of less talked about than Derek Brown because they play at the same school. But he has some very good abilities on the line. 
as well as Jordan Elliott from uh, Missouri as well does the same. So D-line-wise, it looks like it's a little top-heavy with those top two guys, you think? Yeah, I believe it's, it's top-heavy, but like there's, I believe there's going to be a lot through the third, like the second to the fourth round. There's going to be a lot of D-line going. How many of those guys are first-rounders, defensive line-wise, you think? Two, three? Uh, I'd put Derek Brown, Javon Kinlaw, Marla Davidson. Um, I would even put AJ, Curtis Weaver. Uh, I'd even say, well, of course, Chase Young is going to be up there. But, yeah, yeah, I think like, he's line. No, he is D-line. Right. Can, yeah, so I can see it going like six in the first round, the linemen. So that I like that. That's bold. Possibly six defensive linemen taking. You know, everybody wants to find that Aaron Donald. You know, beast that nobody really took a good enough look at. And um, I think it could be Brown or Kinlaw that could really stick out defensive line wise. Let's take a look at a lesser known position, Jarrett. Uh, draft wise, not as many people pay attention. I personally. Do not put a lot of stake in this position in the NFL. I think even when you're an elite safety, free safety or strong safety, I think you only have a slim window and you can only do so much, especially at free safety. Um, Mm -hmm. So I don't put too much value on these positions, but I know a lot of guys do a lot of things. I know especially being a Steelers fan, you'll tell me how good Minka is and how much a difference maker Fitzpatrick is. But... Breaking down that position, Jay Bones, uh, it looks like there could be three, four, maybe five names that could really make some noise in the second and first round. Um, let's start with the most well-known name, and that is uh, Grant Delpit out of LSU, the national champion. Do you like Delpit? Is he the best safety on your board? Give us a breakdown of him. Uh, I like Delpit a lot. Um, he's obviously just going to be a great safety in the NFL. Uh I don't know if I like him the most out of all the safeties. I uh, I think I favor. Uh, I mean, I do favor Xavier McKinney over Grant Delpit out of Alabama. Um, uh, yeah, out of Alabama. I, it's not saying that I don't like um, what uh, Grant Delpit's capable of doing. I just believe that um, that Xavier McKinney offers more. Uh, it to the position. I don't know. It, again, it's a big toss-up for me, but I I think I like Xavier McKinney more. Um, yeah, so the top names, McKinney, Delpit, and then Antoine Winfield Jr. If you know Antoine Winfield Sr., if you're listening, a pro bowler for many years. I believe he went to Ohio State and then eventually went on to play for the Minnesota Vikings and a couple other teams. Um, so interesting to see Antoine Winfield Jr. in the mix here. Uh, Jarrett, the first guy off the board safety-wise, it looks like, is McKinney to the Dolphins. Um, so the Dolphins staring down possibly three first-round picks this year, um, and that'd be a huge haul for them. Yeah, so I could see McKinney going in the first round, and Honestly, I could also see that be the only safety going in the first round. As I've seen Delpit fall continuously in mock drafts, I've seen, but I've also seen him go kind of late in the first. Um, I like McKinney. Uh, there's also other guys like Ashton Davis to look for him from California. 
Um, Kyle Duger, as I believe he's D2, but he played very well at the Senior Bowl, and a lot of teams are looking at him. He had a very well combine. This is this safety class is good, and I believe that the NFL knows that and the scouts see it. But I don't know where they're going to go. I I could see Delta and McKinney going in the first, but that's all I could see going in the first round. Yeah, so I was about to say that safety is kind of a tight end look to it where, you know, you kind of feel like they're a dime a dozen and they could really, you know, you could find one anywhere and you could even sometimes convert a corner to free safety. Um, but, man, after Minka came on the scene and uh, Derwin James, I mean, it's got to be hard to ignore the safety position if you really like a guy. Yeah, the safety provides more than what you think uh, being an NFL fan because that's more of the over-the-top throws, the long balls, that they're the ones that need to help out with the corners to help. And that's like me being a Steelers fan that I saw from Minka this year, of how much uh, good safety can actually impact you. And also, like how you even said, Derwin James, he helped out the Chargers when he, when he came out there. He's excellent. So a lot of people pay high for safeties, and it's for a good cause. All right, Jared, before we move on to a different position, um, let's take a switch gear opportunity. Uh, I've listed a lot of guys. You have uh, agreed with a lot of them, liked a lot of them. Who is one guy in the first round, whether they're high or in that first round um, later, that you really don't like and you will see them get picked and think bad pick? Um, Is there anybody that you're really just not in love with that seems like they're going to be a first-rounder? Um, I I guess you could say maybe, maybe Jordan Love um, in an instance um, because again I just don't know about him enough uh, to know uh, but other than that a lot of these guys I like a lot I think what will bug me is if Henry Ruggs goes before CD or Judy mm-hmm. uh, I think that'll just kind of irritate me a bit because I just know that's a real Jets I, pick I can already, what was that that's a real Jets pick to take Henry Ruggs over Judy and Lamb yeah because I definitely seen Jerry uh, Judy and Lamb being like maybe not compared like skill wise but like when five years into the league like and we're like okay these guys are the new Hopkins and Julio Jones because they got like the, the skill set and look for it and it would kind of upset me that someone like Henry Ruggs I'm not saying he's bad but I think over time like I don't think Tyree Kill is going to be as um, lethal as he is coming later in his career because the speed's going to decrease and that's basically his known thing so and that's kind of what Ruggs is about and so I think that would just irritate me but everyone in the first round I kind of like Alright, with that, maybe Jordan Love is a bit of a reach, Jarrett says. Let's switch to the corner back position. Um, Ohio State might be DBU going forward as it looks like they'll put out possibly uh, two first-rounders. We'll get to that in a second. Jarrett, Jeff Okuda is the number one corner everyone's talking about, projected to go to the Lions third overall. Is Okuda worth the third overall pick? Because that is pretty high to get a guy that might not make an immediate impact on your team. I I honestly believe I'm a big cornerback lover, and uh, that's probably 
probably my favorite position to watch because I, I believe it's so hard to cover guys like um, like Julio Jones, like um, DeAndre Hopkins, Antonio Brown when he was in the league. Like, it's hard to cover these guys. So I always give major props to these guys. But, no, I honestly believe Akuda deserves to be top five, top three. This guy is an incredible cornerback. As you heard from his NFL Combine interview when um, the interview asked him why he was sloppy and he said that he had no passing appearances or holdings. This guy is a great cornerback and it will transpire into the league. All right, Jared. So put on your fan jersey here real quick. You're a Lions fan. You're sitting there with the third overall pick the Detroit Lions select Isaiah Simmons out of Clemson. Are you really going to be upset to see they passed on Okuda like that? Again, I'm definitely going to see. That's a tough one because you're it, – it's just – I don't even know because Okuda and Simmons, like, that's kind of like a toss-up in itself. Even though it's two different positions, it's like you either probably get what's going to be an all-pro quarterback or you're – honestly going to get that's going to be an all-pro linebacker slash safety because he has the speed to do both. Right. The Simmons, the Simmons is one of a kind at this position, but I also think Akuda is, so I think I'd be content with either, but pros and cons with both picks. Um, so Okuda's pegged as the number one. He's highly talked about. He's obviously very impressive, great um, you know, in-your-face attitude, but in the right way. Uh, so he's definitely the guy there. Christian Fulton is the number two. I don't know too much about him at corner. Um, is he second best? And I know also C.J. Henderson is involved as a top corner too. Who's the next best cornerback that people should look out for? And it seems like they might not draft another corner. We might not see another corner taken in the top 15. Yeah, so... Second best corner is definitely a big gray area as Christian Fulton kind of is people's number one pick for the second spot. Um, people like C.J. Henderson. Uh, in my fair opinion, I think I like Trayvon Biggs, uh, Stephon Diggs' brother. Uh, for instance, like I know we talk about family, but think about uh, I've seen a picture of these guys trained. Like if this guy can cover Stephon Diggs, who can cover Stephon is just a monster himself. But a lot of people just don't talk about him, and he has the speed. He has the coverability. He obviously has the playmaking, as he is very good at Alabama. But, again, it's kind of behind Akuda, and I think it's because Akuda is such a good corner. Behind him, it's kind of a great area because it's like you go from basically what it's like Stefan Gilmore to um, – Joe Hayden, and I don't like to say that about my own uh, favorite team's player, but I'd rather have Stephon Gilmore than Joe Hayden. Right, and um, I thought you said Stephon Diggs for a minute. Trayvon Diggs of Alabama Mm -hmm. is a name to watch. Uh, I've seen a lot of people are really in love with Henderson. Um, So for a team, uh, he says here in this mock draft, Henderson going to the Falcons, maybe the Cowboys. Um, and that's a flip there. So the Falcons and Cowboys go 16-17, um, Henderson and Fulton. 
So that would be a, a big look. Here's my question for you, Jared. I personally got really excited when the year started. It looked like Ohio State was going to have three top ten picks. Um, is Damon Arnett out of Ohio State, is he going to be a first-rounder? Because he has taken quite the fall since the season started. Yeah, I don't think he's going to be a first-rounder. Um, it's kind of even hard to say if he'll be a second-rounder uh, be, just because of the people falling. As you will probably, you'll definitely see Okuda go first round. Um, I could say mid to late Christian Fulton, and I think you'll see C.J. Henderson. But those are my main three that you'll see go out in the first round. I believe, like I think people, I think some prospects have their way of possibly wiggling in. As Jalen Johnson from Utah, um, Cameron Dampler from Mississippi State, um, but he fell a lot because of the combine. He ran a four six, which won't be able to keep up with anybody in the NFL. Um, but yeah, so I I don't know if you will see Arnett till maybe even the third round. All right, so corner definitely a little stacked, but could vary a little bit. In what we um, see, Jarrett, let's bounce to linebacker real quick before we get to the end here and talk about some names and then your kind of later guys to watch out for later in the draft. Um, So you broke into them a little bit, but let's go back and let's talk about Isaiah Simmons. A lot of drafts have him definitely in the top 15. Some have him in the top 10, and others... Uh, you know, really don't have him up there. There's guys that are not high on him right now. It looks like he is in the top 10. He's the Panthers pick in most mock drafts. What do you think about Simmons? I know you give a little bit of insight, but is it, you know, he's worth the top 10. It looks like the Panthers. What do you think there? Uh, he's definitely worth the top 10. Um, he ran a 4 3 9 at the combine. Um, he played amazing um, at Clemson with his just play recognition, um, off the ball skills, like being able to tackle people, like his speed is just adding to that as he just gets the people so quick. Um, he's definitely worth a top 10, but this is a guy that I could see fall in within the top 15. Um, as I, as you even brought up with the Lions, I've seen Lions take this guy in some mock drafts, but then I've seen like the mock draft I'm looking at now, he goes 11 to the Falcons, so this guy could vary depending on, I think it's more depending on what position people want to look at him as. Because I've seen where people think about him playing safety, and then I've seen where he plays kind of like a linebacker. So, I don't know. Yeah, you keep mentioning that. Do you really feel like a team could test him out and, and be a strong safety? Again, I'm not totally sure, but um, they talk about his coverage as a linebacker and how he has played um, some safety reps at Clemson, and he has the speed. And as you can see in the past, that some safeties, such as um, the Steelers just had him, and we just dropped him, but I forget his name. He was from the Rams. Um, but he was a safety, and then he transitioned to a um, middle linebacker. So... Um, I can't think of his name. I don't know why. Um, looking at staying with linebacker, but uh, rushers, um, we talked about Espineza. 
A.J. Espineza out of Iowa could be a guy to look at. Obviously, Chase Young. If the Redskins don't fall deeply in love with Tua, I think they're going to probably go Chase Young. Um, tell me about Clavon Chasen. It seems like he is a big name that people need to look out for in the top 15. Yeah. Clavon, uh, uh, it's kind of hard to say his full name because it's kind of a weird one, but but Chasen, Clavon um, Chasen, uh, he's a great player. Like he He's going to fit in very well with the team. Um, he's going to be more of like a... I don't even know where to really compare him to. Uh, maybe um, a Walmart TJ Watt uh, because this guy's kind of like slimmer. He's six four, only two forty nine, so he's not like the biggest guy. But he he has speed and finesse moves to get around some tackles. So he's gonna get some sacks. All right, Jared. Um, tell me about a couple guys that when we get to the later rounds, third through fifth round. Who are some guys that you really like that um, people should look out for their names? Why? Uh, who are these guys? You know, what schools do they go to? All that. Who are some later round guys that you really like uh, that people need to keep an eye on? Um, some later round guys I really uh, like. Chase Claypool from Notre Dame. Um, he's a wide receiver, but he's big. He's 6'4", 238. Um, he ran a four four two at the combine. People have been comparing him to possibly play tight end. Um, so that could be a tight end that may be the second round, but this guy is a freak of nature running a four four two being six four. Um, again, KJ Hill. I like Cam Akers. I know people talk about him being one of the top running backs. Him and Zach Moss, I believe, um, are gonna kinda show out in the NFL. Um, from Lyman, I like, I like, uh, Lloyd Christianberry from LSU, the center. I think he's going to do very well. Also like, uh, Cesar Ruiz from Michigan, the center. I think he's going to play very well along with Jonah Jackson. Um, also tackle Ben Barch, um, from St. John's, I believe is either D3 or D2, but, uh, he's infamous at, he's, basically known for at the combine that smoothie with like the eggs, the Gatorade, everything that he did to get bigger if you've seen that. But he played very well at the senior bowl against better talent. Um that he's gonna be a um good tackle in the NFL. So those are kinda like my couple that I think people need to look out for. Um, all right, Jared, let's take a look here at the first round team-wise. A couple teams have multiple first-round picks that really have a great opportunity to capitalize and get their franchise going. The Dolphins have three first-round picks. I was shocked for a second. I couldn't remember how they got all those picks. So they have their own pick. Um, obviously, they were not good. To ink for Tua was their plan when the year started, and they looks like they'll get the chance to do that. Um, at 18, they have uh, the Steelers pick. And then at 26, they have the pick that they got from the Texans because they traded Laramie Tunsil. Uh, so three picks in the first round. What do you think the Dolphins should do with those picks? 
think the first pick, I think, I think that's quarterback. So I think the Dolphins, if Tua's there, they got to take Tua. And after that, I believe it's uh, it's Herbert for them. Um, I don't know if Herbert fits well there. I think I don't know why I can just see Tua as a, in a Miami Dolphins jersey. I think he'd fit well under Fitzpatrick for a year. Um, but other than that, I, the Dolphins in their later picks, like maybe they need to grow their offensive line as this is a big um, tackle class. They could take someone, maybe like Austin Jackson or Ben Barch, as I said before. Um, and then later, like as we talked about, they might need a running back. Maybe they go DeAndre Swift because uh, they don't really have anyone back there. Um, Jonathan Taylor, someone like that. Who knows? But maybe they just try to fill some positions that they haven't really filled with free agency, and they just kind of do it in the draft. Uh, next, Jarrett, a team with multiple picks. Obviously, famously, the Raiders have multiple uh, first-round picks. They have two at 19 and their own at 12. Um, what would you do with those two picks? Uh, definitely seems like they'll go C.D. Lamb or Jerry Judy at 12, but what would you do if you're the Raiders? Um, with the Raiders, uh, again, yeah, I totally agree with the C.D. Lamb and Jerry Judy, one of those guys. Um, I would definitely take. I would possibly look for someone defensively on the other side. Um, maybe a linebacker like Patrick Queen from LSU, he's good. But maybe go for a linebacker or an edge rusher to kind of, or just like a D line in general. And maybe uh, you get Ken Law or you get someone like later in the round like Ross Blacklock from uh, TCU. So I don't know. Um, so, final team with multiple first round picks the Vikings have two first-rounders. They have uh, Denzel Mims and Damon Arnett going to the Vikings. Uh, two first-rounders, Jarrett. That's probably an ideal team that could reach and grab Damon Arnett in the first round. Yeah, if they're really looking for a quarterback, I definitely believe they could as they lost Xavier Rhodes in the offseason. Uh, I also believe they lost Trey Waynes. So they're definitely in the market for a quarterback. Um, so... Yeah, that's a team that definitely could take uh, someone like Damon Arnett or Christian Bolton, for example, um, and those picks. Those are so close together. But, um, yeah, so I wouldn't be surprised at all to see someone uh, like a cornerback and wide receiver as they just lost Stephon Diggs as well. Um, oh, I forgot one team. I'm sorry. The Niners have two first-round picks. I think that... They got that because they did a sign-in trade with the Colts, if I'm correct? Um, I believe it was because they traded Buckner. Yes, yeah, that is why. They sent Buckner there. Um, so that's pretty crazy, Jarrett. Looking in the first round, uh, the Cardinals, who, you know, there's pressure for them to be a playoff team now with Hopkins there. And then the Niners were just in the Super Bowl, and they're going to pick 13th and 31st. Yeah, and... It'd be incredible for someone like um, Garoppolo, like to get Judy or Lamb on the 49ers. With the 49ers just coming off a Super Bowl win, not win, my bad, a Super Bowl appearance, plus um, 
not much of their whole team leaving. They they've re-signed a lot of players. They gotten some um, people back. Like if they with the thirteenth pick, that's so threatening to other teams as they could take someone like Jerry Judy and just boost their whole team up another level. So yeah, this is a crazy pick for them to have. So I'm excited to watch what they do with it. Yeah, Jared, it has them taking Kinlaw at 13 and then Grant Delpit at 31st. Is Kinlaw a mistake for them to take at 13? I would, yeah, I definitely believe that Kinlaw is um, easy enough to take at 13. I've seen people take him at, in the top 10. This guy's going to be a crazy tackle in the league, so they're just probably going to make up for losing Buckner with this pick. All right, Jarrett, wrapping up on the Glory Ropes podcast. We appreciate you coming on, breaking down the draft a little bit. We've gone through some really good names here on our draft boards. Um, We've broken down some team needs and things like that. Uh, Where does Cam Newton play next year, if you had to guess? I've seen a couple things. I've seen Cam Newton going to the Patriots. I don't know if he fits well under Belichick. Um... I could, there's a lot of places I could see him going. He could go to the Dolphins, but if he goes to the Dolphins, do they take Tua? Um, there's a lot of places. The Chargers, I could definitely see him going to the Chargers as him and Tyrod Taylor would probably kind of fit in the same scheme. So um, there's a couple places I believe that came to fit. Uh, is Jameis Winston going to be a starter next year? Um. That's also a tough pick. Uh, I don't know. I, me being a Steelers fan, I've seen uh, stories that Steelers thought about possibly picking him up. I don't know if we had the money for him though. Oh so yeah, Um, but I've seen a couple stories with him with the Steelers just uh, working under Big Ben and possibly like if Ben gets injured again, that'd be a viable replacement rather than Nathan Rudolph or Duck Hodges. So. Um, I don't know if he starts, but he's definitely going to probably get some playing time next year. But nevertheless. Uh, yeah, Jared, I don't want to get into personal teams too much, but before we wrap up here, tell me about the Steelers quarterback situation. Um, obviously, a lot of people got really excited for Rudolph, enough that the team was willing to give away a first-rounder. Are you still a believer in Mason Rudolph, or are you a little worried that you know Big Ben's older, his elbow's hurt? You know, Doc Hodges is good, not great. It, is he even good? I don't know. He's serviceable. Um, are they going to have to look in this draft for a QB, or do you think they're waiting for next year, or what's their situation? So I personally don't know what their ideas are. Um, I don't, in my personal, my personal um, likingness of the team, I do not favor Mason Rudolph as a viable replacement win. Ben either retires or gets injured uh, due to just poor decision making and he gets, just gets anxious in the pocket maybe he can impress me later on the line but at the moment in last season he did not whatsoever um, I've seen um, they could be kind of like just playing out this year I know they're really excited for Ben to come back Ben has stated that um, he hasn't felt pain in his arm and this was like the first time in years when throwing um, so that's kind of an upside for us being Steelers fans um, 
But I've even seen things third round. Steelers take Jalen Hurts, and it's just like, what if this guy goes to the Steelers? And it's like, but that's a whole different scheme than Big Ben. So I don't know. It's hard being a Steelers fan with the quarterback situation, as you know, Big Ben's not gonna stay around much longer. But they probably have something up their sleeve that we just don't know about. Um, all right, that should wrap it up for the draft preview here on the Glory Road podcast. Jarrett, thanks for coming on, and um, really should be an interesting draft. It's one of those drafts where it seems like once we get past the top three, anything goes. Yeah, it does. I appreciate you having me on here. All right, stay tuned with the Glory Road podcast. We'll actually be doing a breakdown of the Browns, their um, draft needs, and their offseason so far. For Jericho Goski, I'm Billy BB signing off here on the Glory Road Podcast.